Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello, and welcome to the Mom's Life Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and I'm joined today by Wanda Howard. Wanda, welcome. So glad you're here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I am excited too. I was telling Wanda right before we started that I just saw a video that she she did for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so we just randomly happened to watch that as a family last night. And uh, my kids were really impressed that I knew you. <laughs> That's super fun. I, it's been it's been really weird after that video to meet several people that they're like, "Hey, I know who you are," and it's like total strangers. But it's also been really fun. Um, I just was down in St. George a little bit ago, going to the St. George Open House, um, Temple Open House, and somebody in there stopped me and said, "Hey, you're that person from that video, and we know who you are." And but the reason why that was so fun to me is it gives me the opportunity to meet so many people that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet otherwise. So it's been fun. It's kind of weird, but it's been fun. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. It it was fun to watch. You did a great job and uh we're very just authentic and telling your story. And I think we'll get into some of that today. So to start off with, tell us just a little, a quick introduction, who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, thank you. Um, So my name's Wanda Howard, and I am a parenting coach. I specifically help and focus on helping parents who want to stop damaging cycles in their home and want to get out of depression cycles, want to get out of trauma cycles, um, just those things that seem to keep us feeling trapped internally. And how do we break free of that and make sure that we're not passing that down to our kids? So that's what I do. That's good. So tell us how you got into that. Yeah, uh, life experience is a short version. I, um, from my own childhood and background, I had a lot of um, just mental illness issues that I was dealing with. And at the time, I had no idea what mental illness was. I didn't know about depression or anxiety or anything. And Um, And I think a lot of people, that's just kind of the world is a lot more aware now of those issues, but it just wasn't at growing up. And, but the other thing on top of that is I was, I really didn't want to go to therapy. I didn't want to um, reach out for help. And it was a reason that a lot of people at the time didn't know. And the reason why is I was afraid of what I might say. I was afraid of sharing what was going on because something inside of me knew that what happened to me as a kid was not okay, but I wasn't willing to accept that. So I had a lot of trauma and abuse and different things happen as a kid. And when I did start going to therapy and I did start working through it, I started recognizing it for what it was. And they started helping me. My therapist started helping me through that. Um, And so basically I was able to stop cycles in my own life, which also helped with the depression and gave me insights of how to help my kids navigate their own mental illnesses. And just, it's been an incredible journey, but through it all, my family also disowned me and I lost everybody that I knew growing up. And so it was, it was very challenging, very hard, but my life has only been better for it. And I want to help other people 
have that, but I also know the pain of trying to grow a family on your own when you don't have a family unit. And so I don't, I don't want other people to be trying to do that on their own. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, uh, that's a lot. That's a heavy (laughs) story, right? (laughs) And um, you've, you've overcome a lot of things. And I know uh, one of the things that has helped you and what we're going to talk about today is self-care. And so to start off with, um, this was a topic that you suggested for, you know, what to talk about today. Why self-care? Why is that something that matters to you? Yeah. So self-care is such an interesting topic. I I absolutely hated the topic self-care when I first was a mom. It made me mad. I hated when people talked about it. I It just seemed like the kind of a selfish thing to do, but it also, I didn't get the point to it. I was like, it's not going to help. My day isn't any different. I don't feel any different internally. Um, but a big thing too with it is Self-care kind of has the stigma of what that means is a certain routine. Like you wake up early, you read your scriptures, you read a good book, you meditate, you say prayers, you write in your journal. Like it's a very consistent, this is what self-care looks like. You take a shower, you, you know, put on your makeup. And like, but kind of funny today, I was like, I need to wear makeup, but I did not want to wear makeup today. So I was like, you know what? My self-care today is not putting on makeup. And um, so it's very different. I see it differently now than I used to because before it was a very rigid, this is self-care. And when it was like that, I it didn't help me. It only added to the weight. So when I was doing all of the things that I was told to do, Uh, I was only adding to my anxiety, adding to my depression, adding to just feeling like I wasn't measuring up and wasn't doing enough. So it was defeating the whole purpose of what self-care is supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's really interesting because I think, you know, for listeners who have been here a while, I definitely am into and talk about the morning routine and those things. But I think what you're saying is you cannot fill you know, your morning routine, your day, your, 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 yourself, it's not self-care if it's just doing something someone else told you to do something that doesn't, it isn't what you need. So then how do you, how do you do it? How do you create self-care that aligns with your values? Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. I also want to be clear. Morning routine is great. It's the, um, I think part of it is a big part, the mental illness side of I, I want to be super active. I want to be on top of my game every day. I want to never fall into a slump. I want to always wake up early. Like I want all of those things, but what actually fills my cup, what actually makes me feel better is paying attention to my body, paying attention to my senses. And so Yes, I still love to read my scriptures every morning and say my prayers and read a book and meditate. And I still love all of those things. But sometimes those things are emptying more than fulfilling. So um, and like, for example, reading my scriptures sometimes like most of the time, I would love to just spend two or three hours just pouring into them and studying. That'd be awesome as a mom and as other things to do. I can't always do that. So pressuring myself to try to go further, sometimes it feels stressful and feels more anxiety. 
But if I'm just like, you know what, I want to soak as much as I can out of this one verse, then I feel totally capable and ready with that. So um, just noticing myself and my own senses has helped a lot. But um, even, even when that goes to the point of this morning I slept in and I really needed that sleep in. That was part of my self-care this morning. And so that means that I'm going to forego a few things. So there's lots of times where instead of doing my own personal scripture study at the table, we have a scripture where our whole family is trying to memorize. And we use that specifically on days where we're going running short, where we don't have time to like sit down and read, where as we're around the table, we like say the scripture we're memorizing and we go on. And so like, that's one example of how we still get it in there, how we still fill our cup that way, but we don't pressure ourselves to fit into the cup. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That, you know, it's really interesting because that's something that I talk a lot about. Um, there's something I teach called the range of possibilities, which is it, exactly what you said. Like, ideally, I would love to read my scriptures for two hours, but on the mornings that it's just not possible, we're going to read a verse around the table and to have that backup plan. But I love this added nuance that I hear you talking about, which is because often I frame that in terms of time or like, like that you always want the ideal. But what I hear you saying is sometimes that ideal is not even what you want. That ideal is not working for you that day. It's not what your soul needs for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's crazy too how much just possibilities start opening up as far as the day. Because if I start the day feeling like, okay, I need to read a little bit more or I need to sit down and meditate or like, it, and when I say need, I mean like more of the should, I should read a little more or I should yeah. like when I start pressuring myself, then the whole day becomes a pressure situation. <laughs> but when it becomes more of that, um, that ability to just ebb and flow with the, where you're at, then the whole day becomes more succinct. Even if it's a crazy busy day, it's way more easy to go through. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like being very aware of your own needs, like checking in with yourself. What is it that I actually need versus what do I think someone else has told me I should do in this moment yeah. versus, okay, what, what do I really need? So I love that. So I want to tie in this idea. You've mentioned that you and your, your kids both struggle with mental illness. So when you're struggling with mental illness, you've touched on it a little bit already, but what else would you add? How can people who are struggling with mental illness still make self-care a priority? Yeah. And this is, this is why I love this topic. Um, first off, I would say for me, it was giving myself a lot of grace and starting to step into understanding. Um, because at first with depression, especially, and possibly with background of trauma or whatever, um, it's different for every person, how it's learned, but that people pleasing and looking outside of ourselves for the answer. So trying to do a morning routine based off of what other people have told you, trying to do all of the things because this is what's worked for others. Um, those, those are only going to keep you from listening to your own internal senses. And so the first step was just waking up my own internal senses of being able to actually hear 
what is it that I need? Because that was honestly the very first big thing that was so frustrating to me is when my therapist, I went to the first therapist and she said, what do you enjoy doing? And I just wanted to scream. I was like, I don't know how to answer that. I don't like it when people ask me that question. Like, and I, and it wasn't that there was things I didn't, uh, that I, (laughs) I did enjoy doing things, (laughs) but it was, I was at such a low point right then that the things that I enjoyed doing didn't bring me joy. And so I didn't, I didn't want to do them. And I just wanted to do what was right. I wanted to please the people around me. I wanted to have fulfilling and meaning in my life. So at the very beginning, what self-care looked like for me was when I was just vegging out on the couch and watching a movie or not doing much at all that day was relaxing into it, was loving myself in that moment. Um, And that was really honestly a very painful process because I was so used to beating myself up for doing those things that, um, like not feeling capable. I'm like, I should be up with my kids right now doing an activity. It's a beautiful day. We should be outside. We should do this. And I was constantly beating myself up. But when I started just allowing myself to push away what other people might think if they saw me sitting on the couch watching a movie and push away all the external pressures, then when I was watching a movie with my daughter, as this is talking about like the very beginning, now I have four kids, but when I was watching a movie with her, um, it was a lot more rejuvenating. It was a lot more relaxing because I was like, wow, this is an amazing moment. And look at me, I'm, I'm cuddling my daughter right here at this time when I feel so depleted of everything. And, and I just started loving myself internally before any external work started. So that would be my very first thing with people struggling with depression, especially is don't worry about the external stuff that will come that will happen and it will start to happen more um, naturally as you just start learning to pay attention to the senses inside you and loving the internal part of you first. Right. That is really, really profound, Wanda. I really like that. Um, I think that it's so powerful because so many people are looking outside of themselves, even to your earlier example, like a morning routine, it should have this, 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 and this, where the answer is actually inside of you for what you should do when you get up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are people, myself included, who teach some great things about morning routine and there's wisdom to be gained from that. But if your ultimate decision is like, oh, Chanel said that I should do this in the morning, that isn't going to serve you. And and the thing that I heard that was so profound is just sitting with that inner voice and like letting it have it say, and then just loving yourself anyway. That's yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I love too, like how you keep bringing up that um, with your morning routines and the things that you teach, that is definitely helpful and definitely huge when you're in a space to be able to try things out when you're yeah. like, I wonder what's going to help. I want to know more. I want to know, like, is this what is going to help take me to the next level? But the thing that I just, I have experienced so much that I wish more people talked about is with depression and with mental illness, 
it's okay if you're not at that point yet. It's okay if you're not ready to do what all the experts are saying to do, because it'll come if you, if you learn the inner part first. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Awesome. So what does it look like for you now? What is your experience? What would you define as your self-care? Yeah. So my self-care looks like the typical normal <laughs> routine now where I get up, I read scriptures, I pray, I journal, I meditate. And sometimes that on really good days where I'm really on top of it, um, it will take like an hour. Other times that happens within five minutes. And then I go out um, as far as like, I do brush my teeth and I do like get myself clean and things like that. But honestly, I don't typically think of those things as my morning routine and or or as my self-care, I should say, because as a mom, sometimes I have a kid come in and they they just need things at the beginning of the day. And so I have found for me, it really helps when I don't think of those as part of my self-care just because then I'm not feeling pressured or like I neglected myself or dang it, this got in the way of taking care of myself. So definitely I still take showers and brush teeth and which is huge for me. I bring that up because at the beginning of being a mom, like it was rare where I got to get into the shower. Like I, I was so depressed. I was on the couch all the time. Like I just, and being a new mom in of itself, like you're constantly (laughs) just focusing on the baby. But, um, now I do those things, but I think of them more as uh, the ability to ebb and flow in my life. And they don't necessarily have to happen at the beginning of every day for me to have a full cup. So yes, self-care, not necessarily morning routine. Um, but then also the morning routine. One thing that I have found for me too is journaling looks different than what it used to. So journaling used to be pouring out all of my my soul onto a page and that would that used to look more it was very depressing let's we'll just put it okay. that way <laughs> where it was i had a lot of heartache and a lot of wounds that i just needed to get out and i needed to just get out on paper and see in front of me now journaling can sometimes be putting my thoughts out on a piece of paper and other times it looks more like oh yeah i wanted to do um a like a family group on my, my in-laws, um, a family group text and tell them about something my kid did and, and I'll do it that way. So it's more just anything that I want to do scrapbooking sometimes, anything that can capture the, the joy and what I have accomplished. And so that's just another thing too, that I've realized is sometimes it is capturing the sad and the, the heartbreaks and the sorrows that we go through, but other times it's just about, uh, being able to see what you're doing that's working and what's good in life. (laughs) Yeah. It's so cool too, to see that example of how it has evolved for you of how, I mean, even in that example, journaling really is self-care because it started out to be, okay, I need to get all this heartache and process all these things on paper. And now what I need is to focus on joy and I need to share that with family. And those are the things that I I'm going to do as my self care, because those are the things that my soul is calling for. So that's amazing. Yeah. So final question is how does self care make mom life simple? Mm, that's a good one. And I would, I'd have to say that like 
the more that I've learned of self-care and I have realized before I had a very more of that rigid idea of self-care is um, doing these exact steps. And if you don't do these exact steps, you failed and you're not taking care of yourself. And now it's made it more simple because it's more of how I'm treating myself internally as the day goes on instead of did I complete a list of things that I was supposed to do. So in a conversation with my kids, when they are acting out, I no longer say, what am I doing wrong? Why am I such a bad mom? Or what what's wrong with me? It's no longer a, an attack on me. There's so much more space for my kids to freak out and to cry and to throw fits because I am okay. I know who I am. I know my own senses now. Um, and that that's huge. That makes all the difference in the world when you're trying, when you have four other people depending on you emotionally and physically and all these other yeah. things to just be able to have a space to be like, I, I no longer rely on outside sources for my self-care, but they're just things that help vamp up my internal sources. So yeah. And and I mean, that is it. That's right there. What you said, that is the definition of making things simpler, that it doesn't matter if everyone is losing their mind around you because you are under control. And so mm-hmm. it could, it couldn't be simpler than that. You're controlling what you can control. So mm-hmm. that's powerful. I love it. Where can people find you and uh, get more from you? Yeah. Um, find me on Instagram and on Facebook at wandahoward.live. And my website is wandahoward.com. And then another great place is my podcast. I actually co-host. Well, so my daughter is my co-host. She's nine and well, no, she just barely turned 10. She's 10. And, uh, anyway, she's awesome. So it's a lot of fun. We, and it's called successful parents and yeah, those are, those are the best places. Awesome. Okay. That's so fun that you do that with your daughter. I love it. So Wanda, thank you for being here. I think there's been a lot of just really powerful things that you've shared, some truths and some things that are really implementable that people can put into practice right away without a 10 step, you know, to do list. It's minor shifts in the way that people think the way that people implement that are going to make a huge difference. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit chanelnielsen.com or go to bit dot ly forward slash mom life book to get your copy of my brand new book stop putting yourself last i love to hear from you so reach out with your questions your feedback and let me know how i can help make your mom life simple